Hey everyone, today is uh, Sunday, February 16th, 2020. I hope you're having a nice weekend, and I just wanted to take a few minutes and share something with you that, that God's really had on my heart lately. You know, you know, I think everybody has had bad things happen to them in their life. I know, you know, I've had a lot of good things happen to me, but but also I've had a lot of bad things happen to me. And, you know, we, especially as Christians, we really begin to think what role does God have in those things? Why did this happen to me? Uh, the worse it is, the more we start to question God and our relationship with God and really how we should, you know, react to these situations and how we should respond, especially in our relationship with God. But I just wanted to take a moment today and say that, that beyond the shadow of any doubt, God is not causing any bad thing in your life. And I want to say that, and I want to start this discussion by looking at this verse, very famous verse, and, and a widely, widely misunderstood verse. This is Matthew chapter 5, verses 43 through 45. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. And that's the key verse that I want to talk about for a minute. He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike, and he sends the sunlight to both the evil and the good. That's what it says. Now, we look at the first one, sunlight, as a good thing. And we say, okay, great. He sends sun to good people and bad people. But then we, we really think the wrong way about the second part, where he says he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. And somewhere along the line, I don't know when it was, we began taking that verse as that God does bad things to bad people and good people. We started looking at rain as a bad thing. I guess you know the phrase rain on your parade or something like that. But but that is totally wrong. That is a totally unbiblical view of this verse and I think it's actually done a lot of damage. This Bible, this word, you know, specifically this book of Matthew, this was written 2000 years ago. So when the Bible says that God sends rain on the just and the unjust alike, what the Bible is saying is that God does good things to both bad people and good people, because that's just who he is. Look at the rest of this verse that I just read to you. It says that we are to love our enemies, that we're to bless those who curse us. And, and if we do that, if we are good to people who are bad, that we at least perceive are bad, that we will be acting like our father. Because what does our father do? He is good to both good people and bad. He sends the sun and the rain on the just and the unjust alike. This verse was written 2,000 years ago. Rain was a good thing. Rain was a blessing. Look at rain in the Bible and you'll see. If there was no rain, there were no crops. These people were going to die. Rain is a blessing. Biblically speaking, rain is a good thing. And that's what this verse is saying. This verse is absolutely not saying that God does bad things to good people for some reason. And it, what it is saying is that God is good and loving even to bad people. I know that's a total mental shift. I tell you what, there are so many songs. I can think of one right off the top of my head. It says, you know, if that's what it takes to praise you, Jesus, bring the rain. We probably all heard that song. I hate that song. That's a terrible song. That's blasphemy. 
I mean, the idea that, that rain is a bad thing or that God would send rain or bad things in our life to teach us a lesson or for some redemptive purpose or to bring himself praise. I mean, that's a doctrine of the devil. That is horrible, horrible teaching. It's unbiblical and it's bad theology. Let's look at some of the verses that, that show us how God really feels about us, how God really thinks. This is Jeremiah 29, 11. This is a famous verse too. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. That's how God thinks about every single one of us. He loves every single person, Christian and non-Christian alike. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him, the Bible also says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God loves everyone. God has good plans for everyone. Now it's a personal decision whether we're going to ever accept him into our life, answer the call and begin living in a relationship with God. But the idea that God's just doing bad things to good people and bad people alike for whatever cosmic purpose he may have, that's totally unbiblical. Look at this next verse. This is John 10.10. 10. Jesus says, the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's the enemy. That's what the devil does. If you see something stolen in your life, if you see something destroyed, something killed in your life, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, relationship problems, anything negative, that's not from God. That's from the devil. That's from the, easy, from the evil one. But what does Jesus do? Jesus says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And that word life in the Greek, that's talking about eternal life, Zoe life, God's kind of life. That's what Jesus came to do. Another thing, the, another verse says that Jesus came that he might destroy the works of the devil. You know, Jesus wants to destroy every single work of the devil in your life. That's one of the great parts of having a relationship with Jesus, right? The Bible talks about that we overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So, I mean, look, a lot of us, a lot of us have gone through life when bad things have happened and we have said, God, why did you do this? Or why did you allow this to happen? I mean, the unfortunate reality is people have a totally unbiblical view of the sovereignty of God. People look at God as like he's the grand puppet master, that he's up there pulling the strings. He's controlling every single situation in your life. But that's just not true at all. God is not up there controlling or causing every single situation in your life. God is up there loving you, inviting you into a relationship with him, giving you opportunities, wanting to bless you, wanting to be a part of your life. But it really starts when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You know, Ephesians chapter 1. If you haven't taken the time to read Ephesians 1 recently, just give it, give it two minutes and read it slow. But let it sink in. When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, not only do you immediately get the Holy Spirit, which is just mind-blowing, amazing, wonderful reality that God would send his own spirit to dwell in you, but what it says is that you are blessed with every single blessing that exists. That's not what God wants to do for a Christian. That's what God does. That's what he, the moment you become a Christian, 
Every single blessing that exists, every single blessing that God has to give immediately becomes yours. And I talked a week ago about how to involve God in your situation by reading the word, by looking at what it says to do. That's how we involve God, but we are blessed. God wants to send the sun. He wants to send the rain. He wants to see the blessings that he's already bestowed on his people show up in their lives. And let's look at this verse, Romans 8, 28. This is another, you know, widely misunderstood verse. This is Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. That's in the King James. Now, the New Living is interesting. It says God causes all things to work together for good. Now, that's not really a great translation from the Greek, but either way, a lot of people take that verse to mean that God orchestrates everything in your life, that God causes every single thing in your life to happen. But that's not what it's saying at all. What it's saying is no matter what happens in your life, God can use that for his greater good. And, and I'll just tell you, you know, that is a fact of life. Whatever mess you've gotten yourself in, if that's what we're talking about, I mean, I know I got myself in some messes when I was a kid. A couple of people watching right now, they know that. Uh, they remember me. Let's not get into that. But, you know, I got myself in some messes, and yeah, God used those things. God taught me lessons through those things, but that doesn't mean God caused them. That doesn't mean God wanted them to happen. For you who have children, do you want your children to get hurt, even if they're going to learn something? Do you want them to be injured? Do you want them to get sick? Do you want them to have problems? No, of course not. That is not the preferred way you would want them to learn anything. You love them. You want to experience them. And the Bible says if we know how to good, give good gifts to our children, if we know how to love our children, how much more our perfect heavenly father that loves us. Here's the point. God is not causing everything in your life. But when you take anything to God, he will take it. He will help you with it. He will eventually cause it to work for good if you give it to him and trust him with it. You know, I like to say it like this. Nobody makes lemonade out of lemons like God. And he is so good at it, he will make you think that was always his plan. So, you know, I look back at, you know, some of the mistakes I made in my life. And I think, oh, man, look what God did there. Look what God did with that. Boy, God really used that. And yes, he did. He used it for good in my life. But it doesn't mean that he wanted me to make those mistakes. It doesn't mean that he wanted me to suffer the consequences that I did because of those mistakes. But people look at how God used something and they say, oh, he must have caused it. Right. Well, that's just a wrong doctrine. And, and here's the problem. Here's why this can be so dangerous is because when we begin going through life thinking that God may have caused something bad to happen, some death, some sickness, some disease, some financial problem. We think God caused it for some reason, right? Regardless of what the Bible says, we start thinking that because that's the way we've been indoctrinated from religion, the religious systems of the world. I mean, when you think about it, I bet the devil sits there and think, gosh, how did I ever get them to believe that God is doing these evil things in their lives. I mean, what an accomplishment that he could do that. Terrible, tragic. But my point is, you know, we think about that which God is doing in our lives. And if we think that he's causing these bad things, then we'll just let them happen. 
we'll we'll just let it go. We'll say, okay, you know, this bad thing's happening in my life, and I just I guess that's what God wants for me. I guess I'm just gonna grin and bear it and hope God can somehow work it out. But you know, that's the wrong approach. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. The fact is, when you see a negative situation in your life, poverty, lack, sickness, disease, some you know problem with your kid, problem with your family member, some other problem in your life, God's not causing that, and God doesn't want you to have that in your life. You need to learn how to you know begin praying, taking authority over uh, the devil and his unclean spirits, taking authority over these negative situations in your life, because God doesn't want those for you. Now, there are a couple of negative things that unfortunately the Bible does talk about, persecution for the word's sake. You're out there preaching the gospel. You give your life to Christ and, you know, people leave you. People don't want to be your friends. People start bad-mouthing you. Hey, the Bible promises that. That's just part of the deal. We got to learn to love those people, love people that do that, bless them, pray for them, pray that God would, you know, bring them in as one of his children, get them saved. But, you know, Jesus also talked about in the world you will have trouble. Well, we know that the devil is the God of the world, and we talked about this a little bit a week ago. You know how the we have an enemy as Christians, the devil and all his unclean spirits. They want to attack us. They want to fight against us. But there is a world of difference between the devil and his unclean spirits fighting against us, which is going to happen, especially as you begin living for God, and God causing those negative things in your life. Absolutely not. That's totally unbiblical. So when negative things do happen, right, either whether it's from our own stupidity, you know, I've been there, or whether it's because of some other situation, we don't know why they happen, right? We need to immediately take those situations to God. God, you're a loving father. God, Jesus wants me to have life and life more abundantly. God, your word says that you have good plans for me. Your word says that that you've already blessed me. Father, what do I do about this situation? Father, let me look at your word. Let me read some verses about this situation. Let me open myself up to hear from your spirit about what I need to do about this situation because I know you didn't cause this in my life. I know you don't have this for me. You're a good and loving father. The Bible says even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. You are one of God's children. God only has good things for you. When you become a Christian, all of your sins and all of the judgment that could ever uh, come on to you, all of the punishment that could ever come on to you for your sins are immediately, instantaneously transferred to Jesus Christ. And instead, in its place, we get the righteousness of God. All of those blessings immediately come upon us. We begin, we are immediately entitled to the complete favor of God. Nothing but favor, nothing but love, nothing but blessing. That's what God has for you the moment you become one of his children. So the next time something bad happens in your life, it is not God's will. It is the devil. It is an unclean spirit or it is, you know, maybe a a negative consequence from bad decision that you made. But it is absolutely not God's will. And if you take it to him, if you study the word, you learn to do what he says, you tap in to direction from the spirit of God. He will show you what to do about that situation. He will show you, uh, you know, many, what does it say? Anyway, but we, the Lord will help us overcome. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver us out of them all. 
That's what God wants. Anything negative in your life, God wants to deliver you out of that situation. And he absolutely will do so because he loves you. And as we learn in Jeremiah, he knows the plans he has for you to give you hope and a good future and blessings for your life and your family and your children. That's what he wants for you. That's how much he loves you. Guys, God bless you. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday evening. And I look forward to sharing with you again uh, next week. Have a good one.